Today we're going to talk about Shmura Matzah. Bez Hashem, tomorrow we'll start talking about Chalamoid, so that we could be all ready for Chalamoid. Um, okay, we've got to take care of that problem. <laughs> um, the Torah, in addition to the obligation of the Torah to eat matzah and Pesach, the Torah also requires that we be Shomer, the matzah. The implication of the idea of being Shomer is that we have to make sure not only that it not ferment and turn into chametz, that's just the idea of matzah, but that there needs to be some sort of shmira l'shma, that we need to do some sort of shmira on the matzah. So, you know, a lot of times people will ask, uh, do you only eat shmura over Pesach, or do you eat any matzah that says O-U-P? So, what's the difference? A lot of people don't know. What's the difference between shmura matzah and Hand shmura, machine shmura. Well, we know one is made by hand, one is made by machine. But is there uh, is there a difference in halacha between hand shmura and machine shmura? Is there a difference in halacha between hand shmura or hand not shmura? You can't even find it. I don't think they even make such a thing. But hand matzahs that maybe aren't shmura, theoretically, you could make such a thing. What's the idea of eating only shmura matzah over Pesach? What is the status of shmura matzah? So the Torah is very clear that we have to watch the matzahs of shmart matzos. The exact nature of the Shemira, though, is a Machlokas HaPoskim. The, Ram, the Rambam writes, on the simplest level, that we have to watch the Matzah from an early stage and make sure it doesn't become Chametz. And that's Shemira. Shemira is just Shemira, that it doesn't become Chametz. Rashi, however, Rashi says, no, it's much more than that. That it's not sufficient just to watch the Matzah and make sure it doesn't become Chametz. You have to make sure, you have to watch the matzah having in mind the shame matzah. That you're watching this the shame mitzvah's matzah. You ever been to a matzah bakery? What do they do at every step? They're saying the shame mitzvah's matzah, right? They're doing everything with shema. And that's shmira. Shmira means not just I'm protecting it, but I'm just watching, making sure it doesn't become chametz. I'm, I'm imbuing it with a lishma. And Rashi's approach seems supported by the Gemara Psach and Lamaches. The Gemara says that a person can't be Makayim his mitzvah of matzah with the chalos of a carbon todor, the rikike nazir, because they weren't made the shema. What does it mean they weren't made the shema? The halacha is they weren't allowed to be chametz. So what do you mean they weren't made the shema? They weren't. Meaning you, you don't need if if all shmira is to make sure that they're not chametz, the chalos todor, the rikike nazir also couldn't be chametz. So obviously someone watched them to make sure they weren't chametz. Alamai, you see that's a riot to Rashi that it's more than that. That you need a shmira not just that it doesn't become chametz, but that you have to make sure that you imbue them with a sense of the Shema. What are the nafkaminas between Rashi and the Rambam? So, the obvious nafkamina is, do you have to actually think that you're doing it with Shemitz Matzah, or can you just be careful that it doesn't become Chametz? That's the most obvious nafkamina, obviously. What level of supervision do you need? But uh, the Ha'aros Shavivei Eish, on the commentary of the Talmud Arash, but Pesachim, Daf Aleph, says that whether a non-Jew is allowed to bake the matzah while under a Jew's supervision may be enough to mean that. A Jew will watch and make sure that the non-Jew is doing everything properly. That's Shmira from Chimutz, making sure that there's no Chimutz. But if the actual Maisa must be done, Lishma, well, the guy is the Lachbar Lishma. He's unable to make sure that it's done Lishma. So to be able to protect it from fermenting, that's good. But the Lishma element, in Rashi's level of Shimur, you don't, uh, you don't, you don't have it. Uh, however, even that nafkamin is not so clear because unlike other mitzvahs where the asiyah must be done the shema, where the action must be done the shema, over here it seems that the shmirah must be done the shema. Whoever said that the shmirah must be done by the person who's actually making the matzah, maybe shmirah just means the guy who's overseeing needs to oversee it the shema. 
That could be that it's all, that's all it means. We take a look at Minchastinoch and Mitzvah Yud, Os Yudi discusses this. Practical halacha, halacha lemaisa, the maharil, in Hilchus Tikkunamatsus, in the Primagadim Mishpsozav, Simen, Tuf Samach, Sifkat Nalif, says that when watching the matzah, a person should verbalize as they're watching over the matzah, the shame mitzvah's matzah. Min Chastinah quotes from the Prichadash that if you don't have that intention while you're baking the matzah, for the, that you're doing it for the mitzvah, you don't fulfill your obligation of Shmura matzah, it doesn't count the Shmura matzah. So we pass on the Allah, we should like Rashi, that the Shmira is not only that it should be Shmira from Chimut, it should be a Shmira Lishma. At what point do you need the Lishma, the Shmira Lishma? So this is a further machlokas in the uh, in the Rishonim, the Rif and the Rambam, the Rif and Tzafim Yud Beis Amidalif, and the Rambam and Chazkavim Tzamatzu Perakei Alakates say that you have to watch over this shmira that you need needs to be done from the moment that it's cut from the ground. Shulchan Aruch says that we should follow that. Lechatchila Shulchan Aruch and Tafnun Gimel Sif Dalid Lechatchila protect it, make sure from the time that it's cut from the ground doesn't come into contact with water, doesn't become chametz, then nothing should happen to it from that moment, and that's what we advertise as Shmura Matzah. Any Shmura Matzah you see in the store anywhere, machine Shmura, hand Shmura, all of it is Shmira Mishas Ktsira. From the time that it was cut from the ground, that's Shmura Matzah. The rush, however, says that the watching only has to be done from the time you grind it up into flour. Because if you have raw stalks of wheat that were never ground into flour, so they can get wet, they're not going to become chametz. Only once it becomes flour is it in danger of becoming chametz. So, says the Rosh, the Shemira is only required from the time that you make it into wheat. Shulchan Aruch says that at the very least you should try for that, meaning, but Shulchan Aruch in Tafun Gimel says, minimally try to attempt to get matzahs that are baked under at least that level of supervision, that from the time that they were ground up into flour, that there was a Shemira. Um, most machine matzos, even if it doesn't say Shemura, are made under that level of supervision that uh, from the time it was ground up into wheat, that, uh, that, that it was uh, protected very carefully. Now, it may not be that it was done l'shma, but at least it was protected very carefully from that point on. The Sheilta Srevachaygon, in Parshas Tzav, Sheilta Ayin Vav, says that watching isn't even necessary until the flower comes into contact with water. It's the most make the Sheilta. That once the flower comes into contact with water, that's when you really need to be on guard, and that's where the Chiv Shemira kicks in. Again, however you understand the Chiv Shmir, whether it be according to the Rambam, just protecting it, make sure it doesn't become chametz. According to Rashi, that's where you start saying that you're doing it l'shma. That's what we refer to as Shmira Mishas Lisha. Right? You, if you ever hear that phrase, Shmira Mishas Lisha, Shmira from the time of the kneading. It's not literally from the time of the kneading. It should be, because as soon as the flower comes into contact with the water, the kneading needs to be done right away. Um, in re- reality, our flower... Um, very often is washed prior to packaging. And uh, th- that comes obviously before the kneading. Now, any such washing would turn the flour into real chametz. That's why flour, when people say, I don't sell chametz gummer, in the stomach, they shouldn't sell flour either, raw flour either. Because pre-washed flour is probably real bona fide chametz already. Uh, that's the way they, they use special flour that's not pre-washed flour in the, uh, in the matzah bakery. So even though the Mechaber says that a person could buy regular flour from the market, Mechaber Paskins, that if you don't have matzah and Pesach, you don't have uh, anything to bake with, you can buy flour from the marketplace and make matzah, just make something, bake it quickly, under 18 minutes. You could do that, b'dyeved, b'dyeved, 
we don't pass them that way. If you buy flour nowadays from the from the supermarket, you're buying you're buying chametz. That's chametz gomer because we have uh, we have pre-washed flour. That's in terms of the uh, the, the levels of supervision. Um, so okay, so you got to eat shmura matzah. When must you eat shmura matzah? So at the seder, it's very obvious, very clear. Afna halachah that in order to fill the mitzvah of eating matzah, you need shmura matzah, whether it be machine or hand, whatever it is, you need shmura matzah at the seder. What about the rest of Pesach? So the Torah certainly says we have to be careful not to eat chametz the rest of Pesach. But what about matzah that was made l'shma throughout the rest of the days of Pesach? So on the simplest level, the mitzvah of achilas matzah is only on the first night. After the rest of Pesach, there's nisr chametz, there's no mitzvah of achilas matzah, so there should be no reason to have to eat matzah that was made l'shma, shmura matzah for the rest of Pesach. So why is it that some people are makbid that they only eat shmura matzah for the rest of Pesach? So the Beralacha quotes from the Vilnagon that the Vilnagon only ate Shmura Matzah throughout Pesach because he was concerned that water might have fallen onto the grain during some step of the process and it would be a problem of Chametz. That it was really a concern of Chimitz. He thought Shmura Matzah, you have to be Choshesh throughout the rest of Pesach that it wasn't, that, that it might have been Chametz. However, nowadays that wouldn't be a problem at all because our Shmura Matzah, our non Shmura Matzah, we're pretty certain is not chametz. It's just that it wasn't made l'shma. It wasn't made the shame mitzvah's matzah. That's the only thing that it's uh, that it's missing. Um, so although the Shulchan Aruch says that there's no requirement to eat matzah at any t- time in Pesach, other than the kezayis that you eat at the seder, the Mishabrura in Simon Tuf Ayin Hay Siv Katan Mem Hay and Simon I'm sorry and Simon Tuf Reish. Lametes Sivkat Mechavdalid quotes from the Vilnagon that although there's no chiyuv to eat matzah at any time other than the night of the seder, there is a kiyuv mitzvah of achilas matzah throughout all seven days of Pesach, and that's why many people are makpid that they might as well eat only shmura matzah throughout the rest of the days of Pesach because there's a kiyuv mitzvah with each kezayis of matzah that you eat throughout the rest of the days of Pesach. What about machine matzah? So all handmade matzah that we said is sold today is shmura matzah. Um, and many machine matzahs are also shmura matzah, but that's questionable to begin with. There is a discussion in the post is it even shayek for machine matzah to be shmura? Why? Because if shmura means that it's the asiyah's l'shma, that it's made, the baking is done l'shma, well, a machine can't do l'shma. You can do l'shma if you're the one that's sticking it in the oven. But if it's all done by a machine, so the machine doesn't have the power to make it l'shma, according to some poskim. So that was a big tumult in the poskim. That maybe if you turn on the machine, and when you turn on the machine, you do it with the shame, it's not so maybe that's good enough. But maybe that's only good enough for the first run that comes through. Maybe you have to shut off and turn it on, clean it all thing out and turn it on again, and each time, and that's in fact, I think, what they do. They actually shut the whole the whole machine gets shut down and cleaned out every 18 minutes. It's unbelievable. And then they, uh, they start it up again. So if that's in fact what they do, so that obviously a lot more, a lot more room to be lenient in the post. And there are a lot of marmakamas on that topic. Obviously no time for it now, but a lot of marmakamas on that topic of machine-made shmur matzah. There are some people who are mocked to only use machine matzah because they're more trusting that a machine is able to make sure that it doesn't become chametz much more than, than a human being can make sure it doesn't become chametz. Because the machine obviously, you know, is a machine. It, it does things. So I was talking to Rabbi Marcus recently. He said that he only eats machine matzah. That's his family's tradition. His grandfather was a Varn Salvechik. Only machine matzah. They, wouldn't, they, they don't trust hand matzahs. They only eat strites. Right? So they, they, won't, uh, they won't touch the hand matzahs. So others are mocking. No, they only eat the hand matzahs. They don't trust that the machine is able to do the shema. A lot of the chuvas, you should just know, a lot of the chuvas about machine matzahs that you'll find in early postkim 
have nothing to do with us. Those machines that they had, they were chashash chimut. The machines were terrible. They didn't, they, they, they didn't have like modern factories. You read those tshuvas, they say, well, yeah, the machine uh, is so slow and things get caught and this and that. It's nothing to do with us. So uh, our machines are, are pretty efficient. Okay.